Well, it's been a long time since I've seen your two smiling faces looking back at me. It is so nice to see my buddy Jay and my buddy Justin, the three of us, back together again. It is so great. Justin, buddy, we missed you last week. You were, but you know what? I'll excuse you because you were off hanging out with the mouse and uh, having a great family time. But, man, I was so excited to get back tonight. You could kind of hear the anticipation in my voice on last show, how I just couldn't wait to get the three of us back together. And here we are talking about an amazing topic tonight. Guys, what's going on with you guys? Dude, it's been a while. I, I, I didn't really. F- so we still talk all the time. So I kind of forgot that we haven't recorded mm-hmm. together in what, like three weeks, something like that. So yeah, man, it's uh, it's good to be back. Uh, trip was good. I had a good time down there. Um, weather was great. So it's 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 another Disney trip where we had uh, we had some really high highs and we had a few lows. You know, it's like any like kind of like your all's uh, your all's. I listened to your episode last week. You know, it's gonna happen with every single Disney trip. Um, I will say this: uh, you two uh, mentioning. Um, one of my lows in the uh, in the patron part of the picture I sent for you guys um, had to do with uh, maybe me getting a little food poisoning from a restaurant. Oh World. no way! Yeah, man. Yeah. So oh, I was down for almost twenty four hours. Wow. Uh, pretty. Yeah. Pretty. Not not sick. Sick, but not feeling that. When great, Mike so. dropped that in the patron, I'm like, did he did he really just say that? Did he, did he say well, that? Patrons like family, you know, like family, just, family, the close family. Did he just right? do that right now? I was like, what? It made me laugh, man. I played it for Katie, and she was dying laughing. She was like, that's awesome. That's so many awesome. ways. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm sci-fi, man, trip, man. Sci-fi. What's that? Sci-fi. Sci-fi. I told you that no well, was good. Yeah, dude. You. I had okay. the. Okay, hey, zip the mouth there. <laughs> I had the Island. special, I had the specialty burger, and I had a. Um, so you didn't get the steak. That was the problem. I should have because I. That's trustworthy. I had specialty burger, and it had a burger with a fried green tomato and pimento yeah. cheese. And the pimento cheese looked a little sketch whenever I saw it. So I thought, Ugh, I don't know. And then I was like, you know what? I'm starving. I'm here. I'm watching awesome like 50s and 60s like horror, you know, stuff up on the screen. And I just went to town and it dude it hit and you me got, immediately. You've got guts that are just like. Oh, I'm the worst anyway. So it yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, you've you got know? yeah, you've it's got horrendous. guts anyway. So. It, I was so bad, Jay. Man. I was so bad, Jay. I didn't have a, another drink at Disney the entire rest really? of the time. Really? Nothing. That says a lot. Wow. Nothing. <laughs> that says wow. a whole that does, whole lot. That does say a lot, man. Well, good, good. Glad to have you guys have everybody sitting here. Um, and uh, and man, I'm just I'm, I'm ready to uh, get into the show. Uh, it's almost. Uh, you know what? I could probably almost say tis a season, right? So yeah, uh, man. Hey, Justin, why don't you bring us into the show? Sounds good, buddy. I can't wait. Here we go. Let's get ready and roll right about now. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that was all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep! Gentlemen, start your engines! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here.
Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason. Those two incredible guys right there, Mike and Justin. Man, when I say incredible, guys, I am so happy to see you guys. And tonight, tonight's show is just fitting. It is tis the season. I'm not talking about Christmas either. Guys, we're going to talk about the Hall of Presidents, and I think it fits perfect in with what's going on around the country. Now, let me just, let's just throw this right out there and just get the elephant out of the room. We're not talking politics, all right? We're going to be talking factual about the attraction itself, and we're going to be talking a lot of OG. And for those of you that are not hip like me and um, Justin, Mike, I don't think you know what OG does. It means does you. Does you. Do you. (laughs) Do you? I still don't know what it stands for, man. My son says it. OG, Dad. OG Fortnite. You know, and I'm like. Original, original gangster. Thank you. I told that. Yeah, I knew that too. I knew it too. Thank you. Well, I did. I did not know that. So now I, I, I tried to pull one on Mike, and now I look like a fool. That's okay though, because that's how it goes. Anyways, guys, um, we want to talk a little bit about Walt himself. Um, so listen, if you guys don't mind, let's jump right into this thing. And uh, Justin, I think, I think I really, if there's, if what you can do is just take me to the outside of this thing, and uh, maybe give me a little bit of uh, backstory on the Hall of Presidents, guys. That's what we're going to be talking about because I'm very excited to get into this. You know, the thing about Walt, and something I've always loved about Walt, and you see it the second that you walk on the Main Street, and you see it every day at five o'clock with the flag ceremony, is that Walt overall was a patriot. Walt loved his country. Walt loved his country enough to forge his birth certificate to go and to serve uh, in the war. And he also loved his country enough that when his um, company was doing fantastic, he said, you know what? I'm going to shut it all down. I'm going to make propaganda films for the war. I'm going to do whatever I can to help my country in a time of need. And uh, Walt got that that mindset from not only his father, but also from his upbringing in the Midwest, uh, whether it be there in Illinois or, uh, or you know, g- moving down through Missouri. The great part about Walt, though, is it never left him. You know, his boyhood ideal of what America was and of Main Street America stayed with him all through his life. And the cool part was Walt injected that idea into his Disney parks, too. And you see it in Disneyland, and, and you know, we really got to see it with great moments with Mr. Lincoln. So, But before that, Walt had an idea that was even bigger than one president standing and, and speaking to us. Uh, Walt had an idea of a Hall of Presidents. And most people don't know that, that Walt thought um, long before we had Mr. Lincoln standing, uh, uh, talking to us, he thought, I want all of the presidents here, and I want them speaking. Back in 1959, Walt Walt had this uh, premise of Disneyland. You know, Disneyland's always been... It's always been held back by size. Walt Disney and Disneyland have always said that it's hard because... They had all these ideas, but it, it their ideas ideas outgrew the land they had in Disneyland. And that's why the Florida project in Walt Disney World was so huge for them, was because they said, "No, we're never going to run out of out of land. We're never we can never come up with too many ideas because now we have all the land that we can possibly want to put our ideas uh, out into the parks." And when you look at Disneyland, Walt had this idea of not a Liberty Square, but of a Liberty Street. And he wanted a Main Street America. Of course, you have Main Street, which which symbolizes an American city, mostly there in Missouri uh, with Walt's upbringing. But he wanted something that looked back in American history. So he thought of Liberty Street. And uh, he said, you know what? Uh, I want to create something with the presidents to tell the story of America, going back uh, to the birth of the country all the way up, starting with the Constitution, all the way up through present time. And Walt was held back by one other thing that's kind of always held Walt back, and that was technology. 
And he, uh, at the time, he went to his amazing Imagineers and he said, listen, here's what I need you to do. I need you to build me a president. I need you to build me 34 presidents, actually. And they said, what? What do you mean? And he said, this is what I want to do. And he gives them the idea for the Hall of Presidents. And they kind of got together and they said, well, who would you want us to start with? And he said, my favorite president, Abraham Lincoln. And so he starts with Lincoln. And the Imagineers, Blaine Gibson and, uh, and all the others come together and they start with Mr. Lincoln, and they create this audio animatronic, and uh, it takes a lot of time. It's very bulky. Um, it was funny. They actually went to Walt at one time, and, and Walt said, I want half of the size and double of the movement. And they said, why did you pick the skinniest president? Why couldn't it have been Taft? We could have, we could have had everything under there, you know? You could hide everything. It's not a big deal. Um, but he wanted to really innovate and, and be a, a first to have a lifelike audio animatronic of a president, you know, and not only a president, but a president that was beloved by many with uh, Abraham Lincoln. And so, anyway, he challenges his, Walt's always great at challenging people, he challenges his, uh, um, he challenges Wed and, 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 uh, and his, his Imagineers to come up with this. And they start work on Mr. Lincoln, and uh, fast forward to 1961, you know, not too far ahead, we have the 1964-1965 World's Fair, and Walt wants to put multiple exhibits in the World's Fair, but funding is a major issue. And so many companies come in and they say, you know what, we can't afford this, doing this many presidents and this much is, is just way, way too much, I can't do it. And Walt kind of puts all of his, like he's done many times through movies or the parks, he puts all of his eggs in one basket and he says, just perfect Mr. Lincoln. And it wasn't uh, a company, it was a state who came in. And a state comes, and it was the state of Illinois, and the governor of Illinois comes in, and he says, what do you have? We'd like to have our own exhibit at this World's Fair. And he comes in, and Mr. Lincoln stands up and shakes the governor's hand of Illinois. And he was sold at that moment. And that is the birth of the uh, great moments of Mr. Lincoln. And he goes and, of course, goes on to the World's Fair. It's a, uh, it's a huge, huge hit. A lot of people at the time thought, too, uh, Jay, that it was almost sacrilege. It was um, they should not be putting an audio animatronic president you know no one no one had really seen audio animatronics at the time on that scale they'd well, seen it's small scary. birds it's scary it's right scary yeah it's it's new and then once they saw it they all said this works it completely works you know i mean hearing lincoln speak is something that no one at the time had been able to do mm-hmm. and so this was something fresh new and for disney this was a home run because he needed something to build towards his bigger dream you know walt was always moving forward always looking to something bigger and better and mr lincoln was that next step but in the back of walt's mind was always the hall of presidents not you know great moments with mr lincoln well fast forward and the work on the florida project begins and you know tragically we lose walt walt passes away uh, people are in disarray. They don't really know what to do with the Florida Project. You know, you have the idea of Epcot as a working city of tomorrow, um, and they don't know really what to do. And so they think, you know what, we'll just put a bigger version of Disneyland in, in Central Florida. And they came together and they said, 
you know, Walt always wanted a Liberty Street. He always wanted a story of America's birth all the way through present time. He said, why don't we do a Liberty Square? And thus the birth of Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom all comes from Walt, all comes from Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, and all comes from the Hall of Presidents. Without the Hall of Presidents, and without Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, without the World's Fair, and without Walt's ideas, we don't have Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom. So, long story short, this attraction, even though you may pass by it and you may say, hey, it's 30 minutes of my time that I can kind of get out of the heat or I can sit down or maybe you, you know, you love it. You love going and hearing the story, hearing the audio animatronics. This attraction uh, parallels the carousel in importance to Walt Disney history. It really does. Uh, it plays a major, major role in the future of Walt Disney World, the future of Magic Kingdom, the future of Disney Parks, um, and the future of the Disney Company as a whole. And well, I thought it's a... Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, how about it's, how about this is an, this is a testament of innovation. Yes. Like Walt was innovation where from the Imagineers to wed for his ability to get financing for things. And, and because, uh, of, of Lincoln and I mean, first of all, let me sidestep this and say how incredible, even nowadays, how incredible would it be for a Walt Disney or for, um, Abe Lincoln's, uh, to stand up as an animatronic and shake your hand today. I would be fascinated by it. Can you imagine in the 60s? Yeah. That would be mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, what is this sci-fi nonsense that I'm looking at here? Almost almost like it's a scary... I mean, it's almost like too much. You know what I mean? So with with that... Um, and I hope I'm not stepping on your toes no, here, Justin. But I just want to say, with with innovation, um, you know, I, I want to bring point that um, this this allowed these animatronics to to grow to uh, not only that what is it the 2.0s, but you've got the animatronics at Splash Mountain. You have uh, Pirates of the Caribbean animatronics. It's all coming from this one animatronic, Abe Lincoln. Yeah. So I mean, if you really think about that, if that would have fell through and that never would have happened. Our animatronics that we have today, that changed not only uh, Disney World, but all theme park animatronics forever. If that wouldn't have happened, can you imagine what nonsense and garbage we would have now? Probably nothing even close to the robotics that we have today. And and I'm just going to even go as far as saying even your Japanese robotics that are out there, um, robotics. And, I mean, this was a key step in um, uh, automation for... Um, uh, vehicles, you know what I'm saying? Because of all the technology that these guys were putting together in these simple animatronics, it ex- it allowed these robotics to move forward. That's a bold statement that I'm making, but it's an absolute truth. Oh, a hundred percent. So if you look at it, look, Walt falls in love with audio animatronics uh, early in his career with uh, with the Disney Company. Um, when he looks at a uh, a bird, you know that that of course it's yeah. famous now. It now sits yeah, yeah. in. Uh, Sits in the uh, Club Thirty Three lounge there at Disneyland, um, but <laughs> whatever Club Thirty Three. Yeah, no, I'll never whatever. see it. Ugh. But anyway, it, you know he <laughs> he loves he loves audio animatronics, and I think the thing about Walt and the thing about this attraction more than most is it really I think it shows the importance that Walt knew innovation had in creating a theme park that would last generations, something that would work for everyone. You know, like kids can go in. But also, grandparents can go in, and they both right. can enjoy different aspects of this attraction. 
um, and it not be dull for either one. You know, when you look at audio and look for a long time as a kid, I thought these may be real people, you know, playing right, parts. Right. It's it's yep. it's that that quality is is there. And when we look at the outside of of the building itself, you know, it look, the one thing I'll give Disney credit for is the attention to detail with everything is amazing. I mean, if you look out in Liberty Square, of course, you not only have the Liberty Bell that, you know, you can go and take pictures of right across the street there. Um, but also, I mean, look, if you look, if you're walking into the building and you look up, you see the date 1787, and that's the date that the Constitution is, is signed. Um, the building itself is designed to look just like Independence Hall in Philadelphia, um, that all of, uh, you know, all the, the people who Did signed you mean the, 1778? 1787 is when the Seventeen seventy-five. You confusing me now? Eighteen sixteen-two. I don't know what you're saying. Anyway, um, but the uh, you know it's it's a um, it's an amazing uh, amazing not only architecture but the story it holds inside is great. The one thing I've loved about the Hall of Presidents is that it has actual presidents' fingerprints on it, and it has actual presidents' fingerprints on it from way in the past to more more present day um and one of my favorite things to do and i know mike it's yours as well is to walk through those doors and to see the doors going into the show shutting uh, i don't think you can say that with many very many attractions around disney to where you go oh i missed the show you know what i mean but this attraction more than most allows you to really enjoy some stuff in the waiting area yeah one you know one when people ask about going on this, you know, attraction for the first time, one thing I say that if you happen to walk in and you just happen to be going in with the crowd, wait till the next show. Uh, you know, let those doors close. Really look around that lobby area. I mean, there's some really incredible stuff there. I mean, the one thing that that really caught my eye when you walk in there's that great seal, you know, and it's surrounded by those golden those golden gates. And it's not the presidential seal; it's the United States seal. And uh, Disney went through a lot of trouble to get that. They had to have uh, Congress let them get permission to put that there. Uh, there are so many different things that. Uh, presidential portraits, uh, certain artifacts that uh, the presidents kept, like uh, 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 President Ford had his ski equipment there. Uh, George Bush had autographed baseball cards. Jimmy Carter had his arrowheads, and these are all actual items that belong to the presidents. These were these were their particular things. And what's cool about it too, I don't know if you know that. They rotate those things sometimes. You know, some things are there for the long haul, and sometimes they'll, rot they'll, they'll rotate things in and out from different presidential museums and libraries to kind of freshen it up a little bit. So, you know, we know that every certain amount of years when we get a new president, they'll add the new president to the actual theater show, but they will add stuff inside the display case areas uh, as well, too. Uh, one of my favorite things also is not only they don't forget about the first ladies and some of the first ladies have some stuff on display there uh betty ford has some stuff they have some evening gowns and really really cool stuff definitely take it upon yourselves to take that extra time and really go through those display cases and take pictures look at that because that's that's real life stuff that you know you're on vacation at an amusement park but you're getting a real history lesson and you're really getting to see some things that you would have to go to some far off places to go actually see in person um 
definitely take definitely do that because you'd be missing out if you didn't one thing that also if you wind up going there and it's crowded sometimes it's hard to get around that area so definitely if the show gets if the show goes in wait till the next show and really go and explore that area that's my favorite thing to do before the actual show starts it's uh you, you were talking a little bit about i think i think this may be we could talk about the history and the animatronics and the building and the story and you know all that um for an hour but I think really one of the coolest things that anyone can see, and you mentioned it, is the Great Seal, um, the Great Seal of the United States. The fact that there's only two of those in the world, uh, one being in the Oval Office um, and the second one being in the Hall of Presidents at Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom, makes it extremely rare and extremely special. And let's, I mean, I don't get too many invitations to the Oval Office. I've tried. I send letters, but they don't invite me. So this is my opportunity to see the Great Seal. And the fact that, look, that shows Disney's power. <laughs> I mean, if you if you really want to be honest, it shows Disney's power to be able to go to Congress and say, hey, we want to use the Great Seal of the United States and put it on the floor. And, of course, they said, well, you can do that, but you have to put a railing around it because it cannot be stepped on. So do you know if you're going to put it on carpets, you know, other than the Oval Office, it cannot be stepped on anywhere else. So that's uh, it's it's pretty unique. Well, Disney does pay a lot of taxes, so I'm sure they got a little bit of pull. <laughs> well, Disney's America. I mean, that's how American can you be with with Disney? I mean, everybody in the world knows Disney, and I mean, that's what what a what a great place. And the thing is, it's paying homage to a lot of um, to to a great a great system, a great country. It, let me just, ask you something. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you something. What, what is your, what is your favorite thing inside that little area there? I don't mind. I want to rock. Besides the Great Seal, I want to rock I mean, George W. Bush's boots. Cowboy boots. Would mm-hmm. he have like a? The, he has like a size four foot, didn't he? Those cowboy boots are oh, dude. Well, they fit me perfectly then. Those cowboy boots are amazing. They've got the presidential seal on them. I mean, like I would, I would rock those things in a heartbeat. Yeah, those are pretty awesome. They're amazing. <laughs> like yeah, I don't even have cowboy awesome. boots, and I would. Wear, yeah, you know? those are pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Mike? I saw some pretty cool belt buckles that I would sport. Some of the uh, some of the presidents' but belt buckles are pretty fashionable. Not really up here in New York, but uh, there were some cool presidential belt buckles that I would definitely uh, have to wait, wait. don and wear. What do you mean not here in New York? No one wears belt buckles up here. It's just a regular belt. Why don't you be a trendsetter? Don't be a follower. Be a leader. No. I expect no. to wear the big old Jay, Disney Dad's podcast Let's mail him. Let's, mail, let's start belt mailing belt buckles. Buckle. We'll put him in the monthly belt buckle club. Yes. We will hold you down and put you in a belt buckle. I don't land. own one belt buckle. I don't either. Really? Other than the buckle that comes on my belts. Wow. Right, of course. Right. Not a, not a, like, Do you, Jay? You know, New York, New York? No, I don't no. own a belt buckle. <laughs> Actually, if I do, it's it's old. Like it was from when I was a kid, and it's just a like a, a silver. And when we went on a trip to Mexico or something, but no, I do, not. no but, I do not. But some people take their belt buckles very seriously. Man, there's that ain't no joke. Some people really get into, it. and they throw that thumb down on there, and yep. they like rest it like the old El Bondi, but it's just El Bondi, but it's just a thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, great. All you all you people who wear belt buckles, send your pictures to Mike. Let's convince them. It's uh, time. Jay, speaking of, you know, Mike and I gave ours, which of the first ladies' dresses are you wearing? Oh, I would probably fit none of them. <laughs> none of them. But I would be happy to dress you up in a couple. I would. I'd be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, the, the amazing thing, too, is like the, the, scu- the you get the bust, you know, the sculptures, you get mm-hmm. the pictures. Um, it's It really is one of those places where you're inside a museum. 
You're not, it's an educational experience. You need to do it. Yeah, you're not in an attraction. You're in a museum. You're seeing yeah. history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's right there. It, it's a great opportunity. Now, let me ask you this before we go into the attraction, okay? To really talk about some of these audio animatronics and to talk about uh, the story and, and all that. How often do you do this? Every trip. Do you? Absolutely. Jay? Oh. Have you ever? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we do, we do. Uh, this is Rachel really likes it. I, I like to pass on it. Um, you know what? Okay, this is one of those attractions that I don't want to do it, but I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, no, 100%. You know, I like, Rachel's like, oh, I want to, let's, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, ugh. So, but then I'm so happy when I did it and, and, and got in there. So I'm with, I'm with you 100%. Um, uh-huh. I, I feel guilty. I'm going to do it next week. Um, I feel guilty. It was closed when we went. Because oh. is, it's, clo- it's open now. It's open. Oh, it was, it was closed for me. It was okay. Um, I feel guilty because I want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's hard, man. You know what I mean? Like you get, you get going and you, I think you get a little jaded the more you're there too, where you're just like, oh, I'll do it next time. I'll do it next time. You know? Uh, do they shut it down uh, after? Let's say, let's let's just say uh, Biden would make it. Mm-hmm. What is the turnaround time so for? Last election, it closed in January and reopened in November. So it would close January 2021 and reopen November 2021. Okay, so it shuts down for a full year almost. But they did a lot of other four years ago. I was gonna. They, they did a okay. lot of other renovations. They did some mm-hmm. on the projection, the sound. Um, okay. All that kind of stuff. So it wasn't. So they cleaned it up on top. Right. Of it. it wasn't okay. just uh, inserting um, a new president. It was. It was uh, going through and really redoing a lot of the attractions. Okay. So, it was, so I kind of feel like if they're going to put a new president in, if that was be the case, well, regardless whether it's in four years or, or you know, in, in eight or whatever, I mean, a new president's going to come. So um, it's just a matter of when. Uh, my point is, is I just thought that was a long time for, I mean, cause you can do all of that in shop and then just place it right. and rewrite the program. And I'm like, what's taking 11 months, man. Yeah. All I can picture is the Imagineers got a little bar back there and a PlayStation <laughs> sitting in her underwear, you know, going, no, oh, it's top secret back here, guys. Yeah, they, so, um, no, they, they did a lot of work on, on the hall okay. of presidents, uh, on the projection. I mean, that's the one thing in when we live now compared to 20, 30 years ago right. is projections changing so quickly mm-hmm. that to keep up you have to take that time to really put in the new stuff so um but yeah they they upgraded the whole attraction four years ago so that's that's the nice part um heading into the attraction uh to the show for me uh i i i have no problem saying this i get teary-eyed when i hear the national anthem I'm, I get, you know, I, I, I am a patriot at heart. I love this country. Um, for me, watching this every time, it, it gets me in the feels every time. And that's why I get disappointed in myself that I don't do it more often. Right. Um, right. Because no matter where you stand, all Americans, and we all share the same story. And when you look back at the, the birth of the country, and, and there's, a, there's a great story to it, you know. Um, and this starting with the war and those screens and the, the narration and the music for me, I, I settle in and I really do enjoy, even before I get to see the audio animatronic presidents, I really do enjoy the story that is told through the, through the movie too. 
<laughs> it's a, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a set between that and the um, the one over at Epcot. Those two, uh, it's it'll grip me and it'll it'll hold my throat. And it's it's um, you know, unless it, look if if you don't love the country, then so be it. I I am I am 100% in love with these United States and. I take to heart that all people have a right to, you know, to pursue happiness, you know, for prosperity, and um, and it's it, it, we're we're uh, we're a changing nation. That's I, I just I, I I look at my kids and I just want the best for them. But I look at the past and um, I don't know. I've, I'm I'm an unapologetic patriot. Bottom line, I mean, it was the reason I went into the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. I love my country enough to die for it you know what i mean and it was this is this is a great great um introduction to to everything that is fundamental to my beliefs mike i hated it as a child and i love going it as an adult and the proud parent moment that i have is that both my girls enjoy going to it at their young age so you know listen my grandparents were immigrants i'm a I'm a lover of this country, as you know, like you guys are. You know, I'm a patriot through and through. I will not apologize for, you know, being truthful to my to my country. And um, and like I said, to see my kids embrace it and want to do it and really enjoy it, embrace it as well, I kind of feel like I did something right. So uh, I'm happy for that. So for me, uh, I think Walt might be most proud of this attraction over any of the others in the Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, he never got to see a full... Hall of Presidents. He only got to see Mr. Lincoln. Uh, I think if he walked into Liberty Square now, I think that the Imagineers at the time, and I think Blaine Gibson, um, really did pay homage to Walt's idea and Walt's love for the country. I I, I really do think he would be really proud of what they achieved. Um, I think it's the one time where no matter how you feel and no matter where you stand, you can sit down for 30 minutes and realize you're an American. Um, You know, you have the president standing in front of you and no matter what you care about, you know, one side or the other, it's, they're all there and they're all telling Mm -hmm. a story in their own way. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's, that's, that's a big moment. And I, I have to give Disney a lot of credit. Um, you know, we're hard on Disney at times, but I have to give them a lot of credit for staying true to Liberty square and the ideas of what Liberty square is and should always be in telling the story of America, you know, whether, you know, we all have scars that we've, you know, we wear proudly, but to tell that story and to stick true to what Liberty Square, what Walt wanted it to be is, is really a big, big um, plus for me with the Walt Disney Company and with the Magic Kingdom in general. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when, when that curtain goes up after you watch the, I'm going to call it the pre-show. I mean, it's, it's the movie, you know, kind of leading into it. And you see those presidents, some sitting, some standing. It's very powerful. It's very... It's weird how an audio animatronic can be powerful in that moment in telling a story. And I look, you know, and you see Lincoln and Washington. And you see these people who, yeah, you've seen in pictures and you've seen in video and you've seen people portray them in movies. But now they're they're right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And not only can you see them, but you can hear them. You can hear their words, their true words that they spoke years and years ago um, as they stand and, and speak. And uh, for me, man, that's a, every single time, that is a 
really patriotic moment that everyone can share at Disney. And there's only a couple times that happens. I mean, the flag ceremony is one. Hall of Presidents, you know, is two. Uh, I mean, it's just there's not a lot of those moments around the parks because, you know, you are in a land of fantasy or adventure or tomorrow. Um, but at that one moment, you really do feel patriotic sitting there and taking part in that moment, uh, watching those those presidents up on the stage. Well, from George Washington, who, uh, you know, I mean, to me was uh, not only a fearless leader, General Washington, but um, – to have to have so much love for the country and the people of the country where he refused kingship. He refused anything other than for everybody to realize that I'm one of you and we need to govern um, up to, uh, you know, Lincoln uh, during the Civil War. Uh, and, and, and moving forward, what I take from it is when I'm watching these people, I'm watching at that point of their lives the most, the single most powerful person in the whole world Mm -hmm. is the president of the united states they have the absolute power of to persuade for the purse of congress they i mean they are the executive branch they have the power and the might of the military you got the marines um you know as your 911 i mean 24 hours they can have marines on any any country any in any land in the in the world um you are absolutely powerful but if, if there's always this this undertone, and I don't know if you guys pick this up, but almost everyone that speaks is humble with their position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I get that. I get that undertone with a lot of them. Where look, this this is more. This is a this is about the country. This is about us. And that, you know that's something that going forward, where it's like, look at especially all of you that are listening. Uh, you know, stateside, and and I'll even throw you guys in the world because I mean, you know, it's every every country in the in the world has ties to the United States either through trade, economics, uh, military uh, alignments, whatever. Um, I will say this: that the love for our country is um, uh, something that that is can can be something that can be common as a as a. Uh, and and, it, and it, I'll be honest with you, man. It breaks my heart when I start seeing the country getting ripped over nonsense. And um, and and I just, I, you know, I'm not going to go down that road right now. But it's like I will never apologize for for being able to just go into this hall of presidents and and absolutely loving my presidents that are up there. And when I say that, I say my presidents, regardless if there's an R or a D in front of it. Listen to what they have to say because regardless of my what what side of the fence I'm on, they are our president. And um, look, it's a, it's a very um, uh, it's an emotional experience if you can just sit down and just accept who they were and, and what they're trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, they are American legends. Uh, all of them. You know, they're taught in school. They're they are uh, they they had a. a an instrumental part and a hand in, in the, in the, um, birth growth and development of our country. Uh, there's a lot of Disney legends that have their hand in this as well. Um, one name that I really looked forward to talking about with this, because it is his last project he ever does with, with the Walt Disney company. It's his last project that, uh, he ever has his hand in. And, um, he, man, you talk about, uh, Walt's right-hand man, and you talk about someone who was there for the birth of it all, Ub Iwerks. 
Uh, Ub is the one who he um, he helps shoot the film that is played beforehand. It's shot in seventy millimeter format, and uh, it was a process that he created. And um, you know he he has his hand just on that part of it. It is his his baby. That is his film. And and uh, Ub Iwerks he later dies um, shortly before or. I guess it was right before the park opened, so he didn't see it. He might have been able to see it, but he didn't see it once it opened. Uh, it died in July of 1971. Um, but Ob Iwerks, you know, has his hand in it, which is is absolutely incredible to me. Uh, another person, another Disney legend, is Blaine Gibson. Blaine Gibson, who worked hand in hand with Walt for years and years and years, was Walt's sculptor and and helped Walt create these ideas, um, taken from Walt's brain and put them into a 3D. Uh, material that Walt could could see and you could see in the parks. I mean, Blaine Gibson, he sculpted every president, every single one, up to Barack Obama. I mean, once Obama was uh, elected, Blaine Gibson was 90. So he was getting older, and he uh, he passed it on to his apprentice, who was Valerie Edwards. And uh, But Blaine Gibson, man, he you know, this is his baby. When you see those audio animatronics, that's his baby. That is up there, and I mean, he, the the stain, the the painstaking time that they took to make these these audio animatronics is unbelievable. I mean, they so take for example, James Madison, right? James Madison, right? They had to think about how tall, and I appreciate this as a smaller guy. They had to take for example uh, how tall each president was, or how big each president mm-hmm. was. Because some could stand and some could sit. They didn't want any president to be overshadowed by another one. You're not going to put James Madison next to Taft, okay? It doesn't work. James Madison was five foot four and weighed 100 pounds. Taft was almost four times that size, you know, mm-hmm. weight-wise. So, uh, but they, they really spent time looking at each and every one. They sent uh, the uh, audio animatronics away to South America to have their hair done like to, to have their wigs made so they would be as authentic as possible to this wig maker i mean it's like the craziness of it and the dedication that they had to walt's vision really shines through whenever you sit down and you look at those audio animatronics uh there i mean it it, it really is incredible um and another thing too is look when you look at those presidents and you look at lincoln washington and president trump those three presidents are the highest end make and model audio animatronic in the world. In the world, they are A100 models. There's nothing better than those. You know, it's like that is you're seeing the future, the beginning of the Terminator. Look, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. So for me, there's a lot to take in here. I mean, there's not only the story, there's not only the history of looking back and. You know, looking at the boots and looking at the dresses and looking at the seal and, you know, then watching the movie that Ub Iwerks puts together and then, you know, hearing the animation and hearing Morgan Freeman talk and hearing, you know, and then seeing the presidents that Blaine Gibson put his hard work into. There's also the future in this, mm-hmm. you know, it's where Disney's going next. And that's incredible that you not only have the past, the present, but you also have the future and Disney's wrapped it up in this perfect bubble that we call the Hall of Presidents. And it's just, for me, it's, it's, it's a really, really fantastic homage to Walt himself. I think I'm going to call it, and I've, and I've said this before on previous shows, 
By the time my kids are my age, there will be a live animatronic of Walt Disney walking around the parks talking to people. You know what I would love? Because Walt was famous for walking Disneyland mm-hmm. and passing out pre-signed cards. That's so cool. at night yeah. he would sit upstairs at the firehouse or he would go home, you know, and he would pre-sign cards and keep them in his inside jacket pocket. Yeah. And that way he wasn't wasting time. He continues about his day. He could make sure he got it done what needed to be done, but he also didn't disappoint people. And so sure. that way he would just hand out these pre-signed cards. Man, what I would give for one of those pre-signed cards right now. I know? did that. I got. They asked me to stop. They asked you to so. stop it? Yeah. <laughs> like, who Who are you yeah. again? Yeah. Um. Guys, this is this is a this is a must do. If you've never been to Disney, please, please, please take the time. It's thirty minutes. Um, please take the time to sit down, enjoy it, and uh, take it in because it really is. I mean, look, without Mike, without this, we don't have Splash Mountain. We don't have the current Pirates. We don't have you know uh, um, all these audio animatronics that the Jungle Cruise. You know all these animatronics that are second to none when you look at uh these attractions at the walt disney mm-hmm. parks uh, the hall of presidents mm-hmm. is the birth of this with not only the hall of presidents but liberty square great moments of mr lincoln liberty street walt disney marceline missouri i mean it all it all goes back so it's 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 perfect it's Walt's story let me ask you, speaking of uh, animatronics here, and I know we're going to push through the show here, but are you surprised that they haven't at least put a more advanced animatronic in uh, Haunted Mansion, either at the intro or the exits? I don't know. Like the hitchhiking ghost to be more... Mm, I think it's easier. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to make changes to an attraction like the Hall of Presidents. Not to make a change, but at least an addition. I mean, the technology is there. I mean, it could really bring you into the Haunted Mansion a little bit deeper. Oh, I agree. Maybe the ghost host was out, you know. You in, think in, about you what know. they could do. I mean, right. they, that's what I mean. Think, Are you surprised they haven't? Think about what they did this, okay? Think about they had, instead of the posters hanging in the stretching room, mm-hmm. you had oh. audio animatronics that talked to you. Like, and then as it went down, you saw the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Oh my gosh! And you could have it where you could single out a kid by his mom or something, especially you, little boy, right. hanging on your mother. <laughs> so it's like, no, I mean, the, t- the technology's there. I mean, it's just, yeah. and this is the perfect example of that technology. So, mm-hmm. okay, it's great stuff, man. Uh, for me, it is good. I say I, it's hard for me to say it's a must do because I'm mm-hmm. terrible and I don't do it every time. But I'll be there in a couple uh, in a week and a half, and I'm going to do it this time. Um, Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna sit down and, and watch it and enjoy it and spend some time. Uh, Mike, for you, do you do you think this always has a home at Walt Disney World and in Liberty Square? Well, it's certainly stand the test of time. I mean, it's been there for a long time, and it really sets the 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 ambiance for that area. And I think it's great. And I and uh, I know you said you don't do it as much, but it's something that we always do. And I hope that coming into the future when my kids can bring their kids they do the same and i hope they're able to appreciate it and look back and see some of the presidential artifacts and some of the individual items that the presidents you know once owned and you know to be that close you know behind just a small piece of glass and and be next to history you know it's pretty cool it just just goes to show you when people say well how do you go to a theme park all the time well this is how because 
we've always said Disney's more than just a theme park. You know, it's a place for magic, it's a place for family, and it's a place to, you know, get a little bit of a history lesson. And um, I definitely think it'll stand the test of time. I think that as new presidents come and go, uh, I think the animatronics will certainly start to get spoofed up a little bit and, and change with technology. But I think it'll always have that little bit of original animatronics you know you're not going to have that frozen kind of you know 4d kind of stuff but i think that um it's definitely going to stand the test of time yeah opening day attraction for the magic kingdom so uh you know the disney company kind of put their money on this being a draw to the magic kingdom back in 1971 and it stood like you said stood the test of time jay you think it'll be there forever yeah of course yeah i do i do and the reason is is because it's just it's so um well, it's got Walt's fingerprints on it, you know. It's got a great story, too. If people knew the story like we just told it, like you just told it, excuse me, I don't want to take what, what your storytelling, Justin. It was fantastic. If people really knew what, what was involved with this and and w- the reason, I mean, what came to fruition because of it, I think people would appreciate it a little bit more. And I kind of got to give Disney some, some slack. Uh, where I wish they would give that story a little bit more mm-hmm. openly. Yeah. You know, I, I really do. In the rooms, a lot of the stuff we talk about, um, you know, people will go on Disney trips, spend thousands of dollars, they'll listen to our show and go, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. You know, a lot of the stuff we talk about, I mean, they could almost do short little video clips and and have its own Disney channel right on property. That makes so much sense because now that we don't have the must-dos, I mean, I was just on Disney property last week. Now you don't, and that's my, look, that's my, I put on the room and just leave it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes. now that you don't have the must-dos... Think about if they did, like, so they have the Mickey shorts. It was, like, three-and-a-half-minute cartoons. Yeah. Think if you did, yeah. like, a, uh, a Dis- Disney Parks shorts, where it was a story what? behind attractions. Did you know? Put it on Disney Plus. Absolutely. Did you know? Yeah. Put that- it on the Magic Express. Yes. Well, I don't write That's that, but, perfect. yeah, you know. But, yeah, but, I mean, you could get out, and so someone could look at their husband or wife or the kids can go, we need to do that. We need to do that well, Hall of Presidents because of the just the history that's involved with take it. Take for example, okay? Take for example what they did with this, the behind the scenes of the Animal Kingdom documentary yes. show they have mm-hmm. on on yep. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. The whole day of our vacation this past time was not spent riding attractions, it was spent looking for animals that Riley yeah. had seen on this show. It made right. an 8-year-old awesome. interested and going and learning and, and seeing animals, whereas before she would have just wanted to ride Cali River Rapids and, right. and uh, uh, you know, Everest and do all those. Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But now she wants to go and she wants to find Casanova and she wants to go see the, the you know, the, the gorillas. And so do something like that, Disney. It makes sense. Let mm-hmm. us behind the scenes of these, not how you made it, okay? It's not what I want. Tell us the story about the people who made it. Tell us the stuff that we want the, the, that the average Disney fan doesn't know, because when you do that, you then create a bond with that attraction with that person, mm-hmm. and it's important, you know. It is important. And man, I think it would be a huge hit. You know, I think it would be just a massive, massive hit. Yep, and I know three guys who would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, let's roll. I'm good. So I'm ready right 100%. now. You put the mic in yeah, front. I'm free. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to retire from my job. So let's uh, just go and have some fun. Uh, well, I tell you what, guys, I appreciate uh, us talking about this tonight. You know, um, either way you lean, big day for uh, America uh, today. The mm-hmm. episode is dropping today for uh, for patron, and it will drop tomorrow for our uh, for the rest of our Disney Dads family. Um, it's one time when we can celebrate democracy and celebrate the birth of the country as we all get out and vote. 
and uh, there's no better way to celebrate democracy and to celebrate uh, our independence and the United States of America than going and spending 30 minutes listening to our forefathers and all of our presidents uh, talk and tell the story of our country. So um, I've really enjoyed I I, I, I love this. Uh, I was watching some videos because I hadn't done it in a little while. I was watching some videos, and I was like, I love this. I just, I man, I love this show. It's just good, you know? It just it gets me every time, even when I'm not in person. So, really, really uh, appreciate you guys us us talking about this. You know, Justin, yeah. you, you're going to be down in Disney next week, <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite things is the pre-show <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, or again, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right, right. So, when you're in that pre-show, maybe you should take some pictures and share those pictures on our Facebook page. And you know what that brings me to? My favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Justin, since we missed you last week, and next week you're going to be away again, why don't you tell me what's your Pick of the Week? Oh, my goodness. With Halloween, it was so many... uh, amazing posts that were uh that were rocking out i'm gonna look i'm gonna we were just talking about the guy off the air uh, i'm gonna go ahead and, and give my pick of the week to my good buddy aussie dave griffiths uh i got to see him when i was down there uh we went to dinner with his beautiful family man his daughters are so cool we had so much fun we danced at disney springs we went to raglan road we had a blast uh and he is rocking happy halloween descendant style uh, looking great, the entire family, him and Melanie. Uh, absolutely, absolutely love it. Hope you guys had an amazing time. So that is my pick of the week. Hmm. Dude, tough like week with Road, picks, man. Dude, I love Raglan Road. Good for you. We had a good, we had a great meal at Raglan Road. We had better drinks, but oh, good meal at Raglan Road. Hey, you know what? Did you go to be our guest? You didn't mention that. So I did. Um, and did you get my fillet? I did. Do you want to talk about now hey. or Patreon? Patreon. Uh, oh, is it that bad? Hmm. Patreon. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't even believe you anymore. Fine, we'll go on to Patreon. And Justin, of Patreon, wants, Justin wants to use swear words. So we're going yeah, to okay. Patreon show with <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? I'll defend it. I, I don't I don't care. I, I'll write anytime I write a check with my mouth, I, I will back it up. So, and then speaking of checks, I'm going to write one too. And I'm going to go something off the wall here. I'm going to pick one off our Patreon group because I found it this hilarious. Um, there were just too many amazing pictures on our regular group. So I'm going to come over to Tim Jackson. Uh, he um, he kind of rubbed my rub my ribs a little bit. He's like, I finally got to hear this week's Patreon episode this morning. And look what photo was taken exactly one year ago today. And it's rocking the double A's of the 82nd Airborne on this drop. is a mental derangement I can solidly get behind. Now, here it is. Listen, guys. Because Marines need heroes, too. <laughs> So that is my that is the, it's it's look it's a great picture. Um, I have much respect for the 82nd Airborne. Those guys have won wars, and I'll tell you what: if I was ever ever in a position where I was pinned down and I looked to the sky and I saw the 82nd coming down, guys, I would I would there is that would be an incredible feeling. So I tip my hat to the 82nd, and uh, I tip my hat to you, Mr. Jackson, and. Um, just because I ate a crayon or a crayon or two uh, doesn't mean that you are necessarily my hero. Have you ever seen the uh, you ever seen the Simpsons episode where Homer gets smart? You ever seen this? Because he shoved yeah. crayons up his nose until one got stuck. And he's like sniffs. He like sneezes them all out except for one gets stuck. And then they they do an X ray and they figure out that's why he's so dumb. 
It's because he shoved crayons up there, and there's been one in his brain his whole life. <laughs> his whole life. <laughs> and they remove no, it, and he's, like, super I've, smart. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, when I was a kid, I shoved something in my nose. I had to get it sucked out twice. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, no. But whatever. <laughs> Explains a lot. How about you, Mike? Whatever. What about you? What you got this week, buddy? Right. Like I said, tough, tough week for picks, man. So many great Halloween costumes. So many great Disney-themed costumes. It was absolutely incredible. But my pick of the week has to go to Jeff Patisano. And the reason why I'm going with that is because his daughter dressed up as the Haunted Mansion. She had the outfit on with the parasol. And she knew she wasn't going to win her costume contest in school, but she really wanted to dress up. Listen, amazing costume, amazing attraction, something that we all love. You might not have won the contest in school, but you won the contest with us and the Disney Dads. I think it was a great costume. Uh, thumbs up to you for sticking to your guns and going for something that wasn't kind of with the norm with people in school. And uh, you definitely have my pick of the week. Oh, dude, I love that. You win, you win our costume contest. How about that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yep. Uh, always, man, Halloween, such good pictures. Uh, everybody going out, having fun, enjoying it, dressing up, doing all the good stuff. I almost felt bad picking a picture this week because there were so many good ones. I don't want to leave anybody I out. I know. <laughs> so, well, just a blanket statement. Anybody who posted a Disney picture, we all really truthfully loved all of your Halloween pictures. We thank you so much for being part of the group and sharing your, especially Disney costumes with us. And since we loved your pictures so much, why don't you give us some love? Why don't you go right now, pick up your phone. Go to iTunes, you're listening, and slap us five stars. Give us that virtual hug. Put a little comment if you love the show, because that is how we know that you enjoy what we're doing. Uh, trying to spread some Disney love around. Um, man, I tell you what, this has been quite a year, guys. Quite a year. But getting with you all and getting with our Disney family every week has meant so much to me. And it's always a, always just a highlight of my week i love seeing you all love seeing your smiling faces um i'm really looking forward to many many episodes coming out before the end of the year but i'm really looking forward to us all maybe being in the same place together in the next 12 months so i can put my arm around you too and we can do a show together think we can make that work i'm there well it's funny you mention that because uh, I booked some time in September for uh, a boys' trip. Yeah. Okay. I was so throwing it out there. I had no idea. So let's do <laughs> this. All right. Good. All right. Awesome. Cool. Um, you know, we the bad part is we can't do a Disney Dads trip, you know, because of everything going on. So uh, let's try to get together, guys, because I, I need to see you all, spend some time. Um, I want to see our Disney family. I get to see Rick Reagan. I get to see Cheryl. I get to see Dan Rossi coming up here in a week. Um, I'm sure I'll get to see some of the other Disney family that lives in Florida, um, adult trips. So that'll be, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody and, and catching up. Yeah, you'll have, you'll have quite the, um, spotlight going on there with a lot of people. It's going to be so much fun, man. Yeah. With everybody. Yeah. You got, you got a great, I know everybody's excited to see you. I know Justin's, or Justin, I know, um, Rick is, is raring to get down there and, um, he, he's, so we're sharing, we're sharing a, um. Uh, a room one night, the first night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he sent me my magic bands today, and on my name behind it, it just said bath time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, uh, Hall of Presidents, we talked about mm-hmm. the history. We talked about, you know, our own ideas about it, and, you know, if we love it, hate it. Uh, where do you stand? We talked about final words. Um, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to start. Mike, I'm going to go to you. Jay, I'm going to leave it for you to close up. Uh, All right. For me, I, I love this attraction. I think it tells the story of Walt. Um, and I always appreciate when we get something that Walt had his hands on, um, whether it be indirectly or directly. And, uh, and I think a little bit of both with this attraction with – you know, having Lincoln kind of find his way over from Anaheim and, and make it into this one and then adding all the other presidents. Um, there's been a lot of changes. We could do a two, three-hour show on this. I mean, if we really want to dive deep into this because there's been a lot of changes to the show over over the years. Um, this was kind of a, just a general thing. So if you're interested in that, you know, maybe we'll do a patron thing where we'll get a little more in-depth and, and talk about this. Um, but I think it's it's a great homage to America, and uh, the more we see that in the parks, I appreciate it. And uh, Disney Dad's family, I appreciate you, and I appreciate uh, spending time with us uh, tonight, listening to us. And, um, man, it's good to be back. It's good to see you guys. Mike? Uh, I'm glad to see you two guys. I'm glad we got to talk about this on this very important day of Election Day, uh, you know, the democracy of the country. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's for, for our family, it's a not miss. We always do it. And uh, if you haven't done it, Disney family, make some time, do it, enjoy it. And uh, that's pretty much it. Cool, Mike. Hard to follow that, guys. Yeah. Um, I want to, um, I want to, I want to, uh, time and time again, I have continually stated, um, you know, to our Canadian friends, to our UK friends, you know, to our, um, uh, actually, we even get Chinese friends that download the show quite a bit um, from across the world. You know, when we talk about shows like this, um, it is, it is, and when I say, like, you know, my love for the country and my love, uh, you know, my love for the Marine Corps, and, you know, and I always tip my hat to, um, you know, like, for example, our 82nd Airborne over in the Army and, and, and my guys and, and girls overseas. You know, I tip my hat to my men in blue and I, and I tip my hat to our, our – when I say men in blue, come on, guys. It's, it's for the people in blue and, and, our, and, our, and our firefighters. I tip my hat, and it's not out of arrogance. It's out of, it's out of being completely humble. And when I, when I talk to my neighbors around the world, especially on a day like Election Day or when we're talking about the Hall of Presidents, I'm talking in, in such, a, such a humble way because we love you as well. And this, this whole idea of we are all created equal is, uh, is just the epitome of, um, of what I believe. So, um, so understand that there is zero arrogance when I'm talking about um, to my love for what I have, because I know each and every one of you have that same love for your particular country as well. So, um, you know, with that, uh, I have no, no problems, you know, claiming my patriotism and my love for, um, this attraction and for the, the leaders that are up on stage, regardless if there's an R or a D next to their name, they were the most powerful men in the world at the time. So, uh, I'm a little bit long winded in my, my closing here, guys, but I want to say that, you know, this is for everybody and, um, my love for this country and my love for you is, is global. And, um, I just want to say everybody, please have an incredible week. Patreon members. I can't wait to get into this show with you guys because, the backstory behind Justin's picture looks like it got a little juicier, and I really want to go down that road with you guys. So, Mike and Justin, thanks, guys, for coming on. I want to wish you guys a good night. Good night, buddy. Have a good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney.
Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.